everybody. Thanks for joining us on this Saturday. Welcome to the Weekly Dish. I'm Stephanie March, Senior Editor of Food and Dining for Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. And this Saturday, I'm being joined by Ms. Molly Herman from Kitchen in the Market. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. It's a, it's a, it's a chillier than average Saturday. <laughs> I, I like to give the weather report. I realize that I sort of start every show on like, what's the weather like? It's very Minnesota of you. I know. I'm sort of, that's just the thing that we have. Here. Although, honestly, with the weather we've been having, such a roller coaster. I mean, I wore a vest and a scarf in this morning. I know. I have Crazy. a sweater and I had the heat on and yeah. I did. I did. I had the heat on in the car, which is just sort of, that's the way it's going to go. Yep. But I think it's also it's supposed to be a better... I mean, it's supposed to be sort of a nice day, I think, this afternoon. Better than yesterday. Very and, cloudy in 40s yesterday. And tomorrow's supposed to be actually sunny for the Mother's Day celebration. So that is going to be kind of fun and great. Hey, we did put a question on the Facebook, you guys. I just put a little one up there about what are you doing special for Mother's Day? Either for yourself or for someone in your life. And we will talk about that in just coming up in a little bit. But let us know. We'd like to know. Also, if you get if you have some cool ideas or something's, you know, going on that may help someone else who is panicking <laughs> right now. Struggling. I will say I have not gotten the usual panic texts this week. Oh. I did last week get a few panic texts from so they were guys, ahead of their panic. Yeah, who were saying, <laughs> uh, where should I take my wife? And so I did I did help a few souls, but I'm just saying that it seems like it might be all tucked away. I don't know. We we had some talks last night. I was out, out at the soccer fields last night. Yep. And uh there's a tournament this whole weekend. There's two games on Mother's Day. Yeah. One that, of which was supposed to start at seven thirty AM, which yep. I think they weren't going to get very many mothers there. But talking to a few of the dads, there was there's some discussion like, what are we going to do? Yeah, around these soccer games. So I remember Jake always had soccer games because it was always always when he was younger because it was the just the tournaments need to start. It was just the timing of it all. The good news is they usually have a soccer game on Father's Day too. (laughs) It evens out. It is kind of like equal stature, you know, kind of yeah. as that goes. Um, what are you doing for Mother's Day? Do you know? Uh, yeah, I am just going to be um, really hanging out in my garden. I have not really had a chance to get down in the garden and rip out the weeds. It's been kind of spongy because my garden is down by the swamp. Yep. So it is, it's been a little bit spongy down there. I need to get in there with like a... With your waders? Yeah, and I need to get in there and pitchfork it and pull out all the stuff. And I have a, there's a tree going in there, so... You're going to have the kids help you, I hope? Yeah, so the okay. whole deal is that everybody gets to come over and gets to and do yard work. <laughs> it is a privilege. It is a privilege. To garden for mother. Yes, and, you know, we're just going to like, I just said, everybody should come over and mow the lawn and... You know, there have been promises of things like, oh, well, I'll get new blades for the mower and stuff. You know, it's like, okay, well, then this is the day. Oh, geez. AJ would love to come start. and mow your lawn because you have the like the the large riding lawnmower. Yes. The little tractor thing. We have we got a little lot. They got a riding lawnmower just re- you're thinking the four wheeler. Oh, the four. wheeler. Yeah, that's, that's what, what AJ yeah. likes to drive yeah, on is the four wheeler. That's not exactly if you need anything done with a four wheeler. Right. I still have the uh, I have the plow still attached to it because I can't get the plow off. Well, so you it, know what? We just had 40 degrees yesterday i wouldn't take it off quite yet just in case don't even say that molly <laughs> god seriously um what are you guys doing for mother's day we don't really have any plans tomorrow because of the double header oh because of the soccer game right we are doing a mother's day brunch next week and oh, let me tell you, really? the reservations were like wide open i know right so we're going to martina for brunch oh that's good yeah the boys haven't been there yet huh i'm excited to introduce them to the potato churro situation the churros i know addictive that is good yeah that is a kind of a fun thing now and your mother lives in florida florida so you're gonna Both be of our moms live in florida oh that's right so do you send notes or do you 
Yeah, I hope she's not listening right now. Cause can she? She can live stream. She can podcast this. So we won't say anything. We'll say nothing. Actually, we'll save this for the next segment because we are going to talk about things that you guys can do for Mother's Day. There for you go. Last minute ideas, some tips and tricks and all that kind of good stuff. Did you eat anywhere good this week? Um, I did. I uh, pushed a little thing yesterday. I went to Heritage Breads oh, yeah? in Minnetonka on Thursday. And... Um, I know you guys have talked about this before, but that heritage wheat, when you are gluten sensitive, even some of the folks that are celiac have been able to eat the heritage wheat because it's non-hybridized. You know, it's not been messed with. Yeah. It's what like our great grandparents grew up on. Right, right. And I have no symptoms with it. So I sort of was a glutton for wheat. Really? (laughs) And I probably and I shouldn't. I probably ate more wheat in the last. Than you have in the last year. Maybe. But it was so good. The yeah. bread is amazing. Uh, and he has this little Aussie menu. I don't know if you've been in there lately, mm-hmm. but he has like these Aussie meat pies and these Aussie sausage rolls, which oh. is a mix of like, uh, it's beef, lamb, and pork. Delicious. Really? So, so I good. I could not get enough of it. So it's like sausage in bread, like in case? It's actually more just like a ground meat mixture. Yeah. And then it's baked in a puff pastry roll. And, okay. you know, it, it, it's a sausage roll like you would get in... Um, some in people, England, you know, like, but some people have no idea what that is right. when you it's say that. It's not an actual link sausage. Right. It's ground meat mixed in, you know, together and then wrapped in a puff pastry and it's portable. Yeah. Like it's like a little, it's a meat pie, but it looks like a long it's meat long. pie. It looks like a long John donut. Yeah. Is what it looks like. Yeah. Cause I remember Without the first the time, cause that'd be weird. I was like, somebody was talking about, uh, sausage rolls and they thought they were just meant hot dogs. And I was like, that's not oh, what that is. No. You know, a sausage in a roll. I'm like, no, it's like ground up sausage sort of right. in a long roll. Yeah. But it's funny because we don't have a tradition of that in the North. Yeah, I guess we don't. It's not. It's an East Coast thing. So anyway, get thee to Heritage Bread, buy a ton of sausage rolls. And I bet freezing them and then heating them up, they're going to be just as perfect they're as they good. are. They're pretty good. Yes. Um, and Heritage Reds is out in Minnetonka off of Hopkins Crossroad. Kind of tucked in behind. Greenbrier is the name of the yeah. street. Crossroads Deli is over there if you're looking for, Mon- you know, like landmarks. Used to be a cheap skate over there. Now it's an Aldi. Oh, cheap skate. <laughs> Seriously. So great. The days of roller skating. Why doesn't anybody roller skate anymore? They, you know what? It's making a comeback. I've seen a, a bunch of birthday parties at roller skating rinks well, lately. Well, I mean, like the, you know, the dome or the... Over on St. Louis. Dome, yeah, like the Roller Dome. What is that called? In St. Louis Park. Why can't I come up with that? Someone's going to send us a note. Um, is, that is like a big kind of retro cool thing, and a lot of people go there. But I do think there's like, I mean, like people just don't roller skate. They don't go roller skating anymore. It's true. It was an every Friday night thing. We went all the time. Yeah. We went all the time. Like to this cheapskate, which was just kind of right there. And it was just like, you know, every, it was like going to the mall. Now people don't go to the mall either. So <laughs> There was a roller skating rink down the street uh, from where Keith and I grew up, like on Highway 92. And it just looked like the, I mean, it was derelict. Like it was yeah. just, but people still went. And I, I don't even know if it's still there. It's probably raised to the ground by now. Yeah. Well, and then the rollerblade thing that happened. I mean, I did see some people rollerblading around the lakes the other day. And mm-hmm. I thought, okay, people are still rollerblading. That's yeah, amazing. That's I thing. gave away all my rollerblades that were sitting in my garage for the last like 10 years. So, well, there's not a lot of rollerblading you can do out in Orono. There is though. Really? I on mean, why streets? wouldn't you, you think don't really so? Have trails and stuff. Oh, we do. We have the 
the Dakota Trail. We have many bike trails. I guess I'm just thinking you have to. Do you have to drive from your house to the trail? Not me, but okay. I mean, there are you can, but I mean, you know, I'm not dissing Orno. I just you are, you are, Malls. <laughs> You're taking it down, you, and I'm just going to not have you guys any have of it. Trails of plenty, from what I hear now. But you can. I mean, there are. It's not like I live on a gravel path, you know. I mean, there are paved roads. I have to bring a machete to <laughs> cut my way through to your house just to get there. Oh my god, yeah, no. But there's. It, it is nice to say. I will say. There's like. There's so many bikers and so many runners, and mm-hmm. I ran into the. It was the marathon. Was was it last weekend was the marathon around, uh, you know, there's a famous Excelsior twice at a half marathon oh, okay. that people do all the time. And um, they used to call it Beta Bay, I thought, but that's not it anymore. But there, I mean, just literally you have to stop your car and decide which route you're going to take, not only because of a construction, but because of people doing bike races. And sure. in fact, this weekend is Fulton's Grand Fondo, which mm-hmm. is a huge 100 mile bike race. And that's probably happening right now, I think. Where do they go? Do they you know go what all the way to Waconia. Okay. And then they there's there's two loops. There's a media that kind of goes out to Excelsior and back, and then there's one that goes all the way out to Wake Carver County and back. Gotcha. And it's a hundred mile bike race. So no, last thank you. yeah, last night they had a big pig roast feast, mm-hmm. you know, at the brewery. And uh I was just wondering how many people got so, you know, happy with pig and, and beer that they this. were like, I'm in, man. No, I am in <laughs> talking with all the people. Miles, no sweat. I haven't trained. God, that I don't is even a, have a bike. That's a lot. That's just a lot of time on your bike. And if your butt's not used to it, I'm just saying it's not something to just jump into. No, we we have to deal with that because we live near Lake Nokomis, so it's closed all the time for races. Is it really bike races, oh, triathlons, runs? Yeah, but see, it's better to have it be on a trail than on the roads. Like that's no, the they problem. Close the roads. Oh, they do. So when they have like you know the uh, Twin Cities Marathon goes through there. Yeah. The marathon for sure. And the lifetime oh, triathlon, they yeah. closed the parkway. Got it. And so you can't go north south yeah. without running into that. Well, I tell you what, I will continue to rail on about the Peloton in my neighborhood also, where in which the gentleman in their spandex and their little biking club tends to run everybody else off the road. So <laughs> I sort of hate them. But and if you're one of the Peloton out in my neighborhood, I'm sorry, but that was me swerving at you. She no, had, I'm just kidding. I didn't a, do she it. She has a Jeep, people. Yeah, no, I just didn't feel like I needed to move all the way over. Or worse yet, when I'm running and the Peloton goes by, they have no care for me. They will run me off into the ditch. That is just their thing. So just saying, bikers and runners, let's all get along. Let's world peace it today. There's our PSA. There it is. Right there. It is. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we ha- come back, we have a great show. We're going to line you up with some Mother's Day ideas and some sp- and some things going on. We're also going to talk a little bit about some meat markets in case you're thinking about grilling tomorrow. And in the next hour, we're going to talk about the royal wedding, which is coming up next weekend, and some of the food aspects of that, as well as patio time, kids. So we will be right back. This is the Weekly Dish. We are brought to you by Red Cow and Red Rabbit. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this Saturday. I'm Stephanie March, and I am here with Ms. Molly Herman this Saturday. Howdy. And she, of course, is the owner and operator of Kitchen in the Market. She's a catering chef by trade, an educator, a all-around mom. Dishwasher. Dishwasher. <laughs> eater extraordinaire. Uh, that, I, that I will lay claim to, that for sure. That you will take claim to. True. Uh, well, happy Mother's Day ahead of time. Happy Mother's Day to you. We are talking uh, a little bit about some Mother's Day stuff happening because this is the big weekend. We did put a question on the Facebook page. I know it's early. We asked, you know, what are you doing special for yourself or a mom in your life for Mother's Day? And a couple people already responded. 
Uh, of course, Mad Hatter Restaurant and Tea Room. Liz out there is saying, woohoo, they're serving up a ton of Mother's Day teas all weekend to tons and tons of moms. Great idea for a tea. Yep. Mad Hatter's, if you're thinking about it. Uh, Sandy is going to the Jordan Tap Room for brunch, which is out in Jordan. Where is that? Well, it's out in Jordan, Minnesota. It's out in Jordan. <laughs> Funny <laughs> enough. Appropriately named. It's really strange. Out by the world's largest candy store. Not oh, too far from I, that. I've been there. Yep. Okay. And then uh, Tracy says she's taking their mother to Cassettas. So that's kind of a fun one. Oh, that's one. a good one. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of great stuff. And there are still things that you can do. Remember, you don't have to have a reservation, you know, for things. If you yeah. are popping in places like, for instance, I know that Sociable Cider Works is a fun spot to go. They are going to have food from Red River Kitchen, and they'll have $12 bottomless bloodies and mimosas. Nice. Hello. Plus, and they've got some games outside on their yeah, like, yard They're going to probably have lawn. a great parking lot situation. Yeah. They have $3 pints for mom all day. That's kind of a funny sociable cider works. I saw that uh, Pizza Luce is having mamosas. Mamosas. Which I'm like, why haven't we heard that before? For Mother's Day? Mamosas, yeah. Mamosa. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good idea. So free mamosa if you go into Pizza Luce on Mother's Day. Okay. I like that. There's so I think there are still a lot of brunch things. I mean, I I think like the hot hot brunches, you know, the St. Genevieve and the Martina, those might yeah, those all be all booked. sold out. But there's a lot of great restaurants that still have space. I think Zavi still has space. That's another Talk about Zavi. Unsung uh restaurant in South Minneapolis that I love. I don't get to often enough. Um and if you follow them on social media, they've gotten a little cheeky with their their uh, ads it's kind of fun to watch but uh great chefs over there they're doing local food very seasonal it's a really small cute building it's very sort of intimate and cozy very south minneapolis sort of independent restaurant vibe yes um very wine list yeah and they have a cute patio they do actually out front yeah huh i don't remember that it was called something else a long time ago what was it It called it was it was like not, I don't remember. Not table of contents, Mm-mm. but it was something Mm-mm. it was something like that. Room or table or something. First course. It was first course. First course. I don't know where that came from. That's funny. We'll dig it out eventually. Yeah, I know. Um, I will tell you that just looking on, of course, you can always go to Open Table and check out their uh, selection of, they kind of mm-hmm. always put out, they say they have 193 tables available. That's a pretty good sign. Of course, most of them are at around, you know, two o'clock. I don't know what kind of, what time are you, if you were going to go Mother's Day brunch, what's your ideal brunch time? It sort of depends on what we're doing that day. Um, 10.30 is a, I, I mean, I still want brunch to be breakfast. Do you? I see. Yeah. I, it's weird because I think that, but then I also want to get my stuff done in the middle of the day. Like I want to get stuff done in the morning. I want to go for a run and then I want to take my time to shower sure. and I also want to sleep in. So then I am feeling like usually by that time I'm like at lunch. So it's around noon that I kind of want to go. Well, you know, my husband, he yeah. won't sit still. So the 1030 gets us out of the house and doing that. Ah, uh, yes. But he can't go for a run and sit around and then and like do some other things. No, he could. He could. He could. He's a runner. <laughs> um, but I, the weird thing for and, and the other day, not too long ago, you and I had brunch at Grand Cafe. Yes. With some delicious. friends at like two o'clock. And that actually worked out kind of nice, too. It was. And you know what? It's not as bad. It's not as busy. Yeah. You know, the morning rush is when it's really crowded, obviously. Yeah. And so that one o'clock, two o'clock, I could see where it would be when a little ma- more relaxed. Yeah. We, and you got closed it down and you got rid of like, you know, the idea of if you do have a soccer game in the morning or if you do have, mm-hmm. you know, a kid thing to deal with and you or church or anything, then by that point, for sure. 
you're free. Huh. So that's kind of nice. There are some, two, so that with that in mind, I will say there are some two o'clock reservations. Uh, Hell's Kitchen has a two o'clock open. So does Capitol Grill if you want to go steaky, mm-hmm. you know, with mom. Classic I, choice. I find that to be wonderful. Ocean Air has a lot of times open, you guys. That's seafood, obviously. But they've got some 1130s till uh, 1130 to 12:30. They're booking up fast, though, it looks like. Um, they and they and they only do brunch on special days. They only do Easter and Mother's Day brunch. So. Ocean Air is not open for brunch normally. No, okay. so that's kind of a special. I think that's also why it's hard to think about them as mm-hmm. a brunch place because you don't think about that. Well, and I think if the weather's nice, you know, there's a lot of places that are open now around the lakes. You know, like Sea Salt is open at Minnehaha Falls. Yeah, yeah, you uh, definitely could like that. do that. And and if it's busy, you can obviously get stuff to go and do a picnic that sort of thing. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of. Um, there's many, you know, this, the, like, take a drive and go up to Taylor's Falls and mm-hmm. hit the drive in in Taylor's Falls. That's really a fun idea and something different. Um, I, you know, I mean, most of the listeners know that I have not been that big of a proponent of brunch for Mother's Day because, in a weird way, it sort of forces me to fit into your schedule, you know, because usually right. it's like you have to find a time and then you have to be, you have to get dressed and be ready and have your thing in the middle of the day. And then you're like, well, I, if yeah. I drink too many mimosas at my day's gone. 11 or 12, <laughs> then I've got nothing. Then I'm worth a professional stuff. Come on. I mean, I can still do the things. It's just not as, I just, I, I feel like it's a forced thing because I don't do brunch often. So it's not celebratory for me. Like for Easter, I get that. That seems to be right. But for some reason, Mother's Day, it bugs me. I'd gotcha. rather have you cook me dinner. See, like, and I, I do love brunch, but I hardly ever go because Sundays, like like you, Sundays are sort of sacred for us because, you know, we've worked all yeah. weekend and I would like to stay in my pajamas all day and maybe not see people. Right. Exactly. So brunch is not something that we normally do. So it, it feels more special because we're going to do something, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I do like the breakfast food. Yeah, you do. And I, I mean, do. that's it's all in. I just there's just something about having, um, yeah, the timing of it all, too. And it's like, well, we couldn't get a reservation here, so we got it here. And you're yeah, like you're forcing like, the issue. Yeah, and I think that that's kind of one of those weird things. Although I will say, I am happy for any sort of celebrations and fun stuff, for sure, of course, with my kiddos. Um, we, there are some other great things going on, just so that you know, in case you want to do other things, like Mother's Day plant sale at Birchwood. Do you know about this? I, think I do this, not. This is a great idea. You can stop by the cafe at Birchwood during Mother's Day weekend, so anytime. Greg Reynolds from Riverbend Farm yes, is out there. He's Greg. awesome. And he's uh, and and they're gonna pick up. Uh, they've got organic starter plants. Uh, they've got heirloom uh, tomatoes, peppers, eggplants, lettuces, kales, cabbage, all those kind of things. Um, they'll and you can talk to the farmer, which I think is great about mm-hmm. that. To kind of really kind of, for me, it's about should this go in a planter next to this? Should this be in the shade more? Should I be overwatering this, underwatering this? Sure. All these things. So I love having someone not who isn't just like an expert. Yeah, just not someone who's a seedling jockey going. I don't know <laughs> some jockey. teenager who's just been told to stand there and you know <laughs> be there. Um, but it's from nine a.m. to two p.m. today and tomorrow. And um, yeah, I just think it's kind of again. I'm just going to run down. They have zucchini. They have cucumbers. They'll have musk melons. Do you want to plant some musk melons I'm this okay. year? I'm okay buying musk melons. Yeah, I'm good. I don't eat musk melons. I actually don't have a green thumb at all. Mm, it's it's no it's yellow it's a yellow thumb <laughs> it's a yellow thumb yeah. i can grow some container plant sort of situation yeah but every time i try to garden well your garden your yard is not necessarily garden friendly well but my friend tammy down the street is like gardener extraordinaire she have raised beds 
You know what? She has gardens that are around the city, like Dowling, like the community gardens. And they do have a garden in their back, you know, facing the creek where we live. Um, And so if I really, if I really had a green thumb and wanted to do it, I. You have a huge shade tree, though. We do. And and it's a black walnut, which is toxic to a lot of plants. It took us a long time to figure out why plants were dying in our yard. Yeah. We kept planting and we're like, and finally figured that out. That's, we didn't know. And also, yeah, you just don't have, I mean, it's just harder with that, but there's not as much sun and Lord knows sun is really important. Yeah. Um, So that's one thing you can do for Mother's Day. Go ahead. But well, and I was just going to say, if you guys are looking for, this is a little plug, sorry. If you're looking for something special to give mom, we have a brand new class series that hasn't even been uh, announced yet. This okay. is the, fir- the first announcement uh, for Cook the Books. We have a lot of wonderful local authors coming in throughout the summer. Uh, Amy Thielen's going to be there in June. We have Heather Kim from Sweet Revenge, uh, Ragavan Ayer, and then Lynn Rosetta Casper in September. Very nice. So you get to come in the kitch- kitchen and cook with them. So if you're looking for a last minute gift for Do you mom, go through the book? Like, do you go, like, do you talk about the book and then walk through the recipes from the book? Yes, it's going to vary a little bit because Amy is, uh, Amy Thielen is going to be talking about her um, girl plays with knives, her memoir. Girl with knives. And so what, girl with knives, thank you. Uh, Girl plays with knives. (laughs) She does that too. She does that too. Um, What she's going to be doing is the, they're going to be cooking recipes that she has talked about in the book. There aren't any recipes in the book and Mm -hmm. maybe a preview of a new cookbook that she's She's working on something. You can kind of tell. Yeah. That's kind of awesome. Uh, so when is that? So that's kitchenthemarket.com. You can go to classes. There's It's all through the summer, just once a month. So June, July, August, and September. Okay, that's a great deal. A couple other quick ideas. If there's a yoga in the barn down in Mendota Heights. Is that down? I think that's down. Uh, you know, there's a yes, cool down. free barn. There's Yellow Barn Wellness, and their moms get uh, get to go to a free yoga class on tomorrow you want uh there's an up in brooklyn center there is free golf at uh what is it centerbrook golf course so moms get to golf for free i think that's kind of fun if you want to do something a little bit off the uh and then of course what i I put this on the feed because i think it's hysterical down in fairball mom may just want to jump on a hog the uh the fairball harley davidson is having a mother's day weekend special where they have a bunch of barbecue they're having a donut social and mimosas today starting in about 20 minutes. And uh, you can go ahead and check out. I mean, there's deals on apparel, but you can go test ride a Harley. I think that's kind of amazing. I do kind of love that there's more things coming out that aren't, like you said, just the brunch or the mamosas. Yeah. Although, like, even if you go ride a Harley, there's still a mimosa. Yeah. Yeah, there is. I know that's <laughs> there's true. There's a theme. There is a theme. I guess so. You can't get Mom's away from the mimosa. like champagne and orange juice, evidently. Yeah. Light on the orange juice for me. Yeah, I'll just I'm, take the bubbles. Me either. All right, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going to talk about meat markets in town and talk a little bit about why we love them and what you can find there. This is the Weekly Dish. We'll be right back. Everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us on this fabulous Saturday morning. Uh, I wanted to let you guys know we had just mo- mentioned that there was a Mother's Day yoga in a barn, and that is at the Yoga Barn Wellness um, in Mendota Heights and Hope is going to post that link to the show page on you can look that on the Facebook we're totally available for you on Facebook at um, what is our Facebook <laughs> it's Weekly Dish <laughs> Weekly Dish MN and then of course we do have the Instant Pot Facebook group the public group Weekly Dish Instant Potters if you want to find out fun stuff there we are uh, always cooking up fun stuff and seeing what's going on um, recently somebody posted about uh, Southern I like the Southern Hot Dog Chili that looks kind of interesting in the Instant Pot. Uh, there's also 10 Mother's Day brunch ideas for the Instant Pot that Barbara 
posted. So that was kind of fun. Um, and someone was asking about how to make sweet corn in the IP. So there's a lot of great interactions there if you guys want to get in on the Instant Pot craze. It's got a fun stuff. Um, all right. So let's talk a little bit about, because I don't know about you, but this is the perfect, it's finally time in my mind that I can fire up the grill. I really haven't yes. fired it up yet. And I will be honest with you. I went from, since I moved to this new house, we all know I moved. I um, haven't fired up. I haven't like started the grill because I used to have it hardwired into the ground, into the gas line. Right. And now I had to pull it off the gas line. And now I have to go buy a propane tank and I have to find a new attachment. And here's the deal. You just have to order those online. Know, you can't just you can go get- to Home Depot and find one. But you can go to any or gas station and get propane. Yes, at least. the propane I can get at Super America yeah. down the road. But you have, I have to have a new attachment that didn't come with it because I bought it to be hardwired. So before we leave today, you're going to order that attachment online. Well, I could have done that any time in the last uh, how many months, as my son has said to me. <laughs> also with the fridge water filters. You can come over and grill at our house. If you I want. just, yeah, that'll be easy. <laughs> <laughs> just come out all the way just over to South over. Minneapolis. But there is something about, and it is also, I will tell you, for grilling wise, I have a whole new world because I used to be out I used to be in my kitchen and my deck was outside where my grill was was outside my doors that were right off the kitchen living space yeah I could walk easy in and out like two stairs to get to the grill and then back up and so I was always kind of got this whole thing mastered of timing well now my grill is downstairs on the deck in the back like I have to go through the house and down to get to it so everything has changed First world problems. (laughs) I know, but it does, when you're working with cooking and you're trying to really, timing is probably my biggest factor with grilling. So you know what you do? Well, I mean, I know. This is something that I did just this weekend, is I taught my son how to grill. Mm. He knows how to trust myself. Well, I mean, there's supervision (laughs) that is happening, but he knows how to turn it on now. He knows how to turn it off. Yeah, they all do that. And I just give him instructions. I'm like, okay, I check the temperature. And he puts it on and I'm like, set your phone timer for this. Oh. And then flip it. And then yeah. I will come check it. Okay. So maybe if you have a sort of a maybe that's Jake a good idea. monitoring the grill while you're right. doing other things, you're not running back and forth so much. There is a control thing though. You know, because I like, can't help you with that. I know you can't con- you can't help me with that. It's we've all tried. Drink more wine. I, I know. know. It's just so much like, okay, well, I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be done by that. What if I tell you to flip it after three minutes and it's not done by three minutes? And then like it's all and like I just I'm going to have to figure out how to grill. And then I, the thing is, of course, I can bring it up and put it in the oven and keep it warm if, you know. Sure, but you don't want it to go over the... Right, I don't want it to what, hit doneness. that. Yeah. yeah, so I have to figure that out. Well, and I think th- this is actually a question we get asked a lot in cooking classes. Yeah. And something that I was just telling AJ is if the meat does not want to turn when you're trying to gently turn it, don't turn it. Like... Let yeah. the grill marks happen. Oh, that's a good tip. And let it release itself you, yeah. because that's where you get the char and that's what's sealing in yeah. all the moisture. Because if you try to force it, you're breaking away some of the meat and then your, you know, your moisture is just going to go all over the place. Yeah. So if it's not done in the three minutes that you, you know, gave him, it's, it's not flipping. Yeah. Just let it, you know, check it every 30 that's seconds a good, to a minute. That's Don't a good idea. It. Don't force it. Because I do. I tend to be like, you know, oh, I got to move it. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, no, that is another thing. You have to let the, let it sit and, and that, let it That's cook. true whether you're searing in a pan or on a grill. That's true. I have, uh, although I've had of the grills in my lifetime, 
it is such a learning curve. Every grill is different. Every time you sure. buy something new, every time you try something, it is always like, well, this one has like, I mean, one of the first girls that we had burned all the hair off my forearms. It was <laughs> so powerful. You went to your forearm while you were talking and yeah. I'm like, what is she about to say? Yeah. I mean, I had no hair on my forearms for that whole, for that summer and longer. That was an easy waxing situation. Yeah, it was. It was. It was just like, God, that thing was so strong and you'd go in to flip something. You're like, man, it was just, it was a commercial grade Hardwired, hard plumbed thing that was a monster. It was no joke. Yeah, it ended up on a restaurant rooftop. Line I won't somewhere. tell you where, but um, it's that's just a lot. But then, then this one to me has not been hot enough. That's the hard part. I thought that was too hot and I hated it, so we got rid of it. Mm-hmm. And then this next one I bought was just like kind of weak, and I thought it goes up to hot temp, but then all of a sudden, the minute you open the lid, everything goes down to nothing. So you're like the Goldilocks of girls. I am. I've got to find that perfect one. And don't say green egg because I know <laughs> everybody wants to call me and tell me to get a green egg. I know that. I yeah, just don't have that I'm bandwidth not, right now. No, I'm not a green egg gal either. I'm not. And I don't know because I've, of course, I've seen beautiful things done on a green egg. Of sure. course, I've had wonderful food that someone has prepared on a green egg. It's just that the process, I'm not sure about it. Well, and I've cooked on a green egg before, like at a demo at a farmer's market and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's just not, we don't grill enough at home yeah. to make it worth the expense for us. Right. And the, it and is the, expensive. And the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I might. I mean, but it's it's also the setup of it, like where you have to get it going yeah. and it takes a it, long time. Yeah, it's a little putsy. Yeah. I do like that casserole for that reason, for that it's outdoor cooking Immediate. quick. Yeah. But then again, there's lots of stuff. So let's talk about meat. When you are going to go buy meat, where do you go? What's well, your favorite do, meat shop? I do love Lowry Home Meats, but it's a little bit of a trek for me. Yeah. Just from where I'm at. Um, I wind up going to Everett's a lot. Do you? Yeah. Everett's was like, one of my questions. Yeah. 38th and Cedar. It is uh, an old school butcher shop. Yeah. And, you know, you walk in and it, it actually reminds me of my grandfather because they make their own kielbasa there. My yes. grandfather is Polish. And it just smells like his house when I was growing up. And I so think I love going in there. Everett's is the best sausage maker in the Twin Cities. Also beef jerky. Oh, really? They do their own beef jerky and it is addictive. If you're going to do Bloody Mary's tomorrow for mom, go get her some yes. beef jerky from Everett's, Everett's to stick in there. That sounds yummy. I agree. I agree on that. I think that Lowry Hill Meats is kind of, you know, I think between them and actually France 44, yep. those two are the best of the new generation butcher butchers. shop. Yep. And Clancy's is up there too, for sure. I just find that I get more, I have more interaction and more instruction and I watch the people at Lowry Hill and I mm-hmm. hear them like I see these guys walk in and they go, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm thinking I need like these, this like fat cap on this pork rub or pork roast. And they're like, a right. chop. yeah. And they talk them through it. And it's yeah. really a really great interactive experience. They don't ever feel like it's just dudes behind a counter, like cutting, weighing and putting a sticker on it and going, thanks. Well, and Eric is amazing at Lowry Home Meats yeah. and, they, and they have classes there. And so they are of the instructional vein, yeah. you know, and I think that they love doing that. But you're right. There's sort of old school butcher shops, new school, and they're definitely new school in, in the best of ways. Yeah, I think old school is great for when you want to get solid, prepared, especially sausages, like mm-hmm. we're saying at Everett's, is great for that. If you know that you want to get a ribeye and you just want to say, hey, dudes, come on, give me like one of the best cuts of, you know, a ribeye or something kind of traditional. Mm-hmm. I think those, the Everett's, the Centiers, you know, uh, Hackenmuller's, up in uh, Robbinsdale, also Mackenthunes out in Waconia is, you know, my personal favorite. Those guys, that's what they're going to set you up with. If you want to do something new and you're trying to do experimental or you want to try a new cut, 
Um, I did, I, you know, Friends 44, they gave me a lamb shoulder mm, to do mm-hmm. a couple years ago in the wood-fired oven. And they were just like, I just said, hey, what's what would be kind of like something cool to stick in a big oven? And they we, we, we like thought about it. We noodled it. And then they were like, what about lamb shoulder? Have you ever done out. that? It was great. And so that to me was like the ideas and the creativity. If you want to be experimental, you want to kind of throw down a little bit more. I'd say France 44 or Lowry Hill meats is good for that. Yeah. And and they are a new way of cooking too. So they have, you know, a little more knowledge of what would be best on your green egg. Right. Or your, you know, wood fired pizza. Wood fired oven. Yeah. Whatever it is. And And I think, you know, with farmer's markets too, there are um, a lot of meat purveyors that are there. Bar five is, is one that is, uh, well-known around the cities and well-respected. Yeah, I think Bar 5 is probably my... And Tollefson. I like the Tollefson mm-hmm. family pork products at the farmer's market. Sometimes I know I notice people, they look at the farmer's market meat and they kind of like, they've got vegetables galore, but they're not sure about those meats, you right. know? And I feel like just if, you, if you're at all worried about it, just take the plunge, man, and go for it yeah. and give them a shot. I'm in a freezer there. It's not like yeah. it's a... Well, I mean, and they're usually... Situation. They're better quality than you're going to well, find in any sort of it pack. It is fresh off the farm. Yeah. Um, and I does Prairie Pride still go to the? I Prairie think they Pride go to St. Paul Farmers Market. Saint Prairie Paul. Pride. That is some of my favorite pork in in the state. Yeah. I mean, their bacon is amazing. That is good. All right, you guys. That is a little bit. And if you have any questions about uh, where to find good steaks or sausages or pork or anything like that, chicken, you can uh, give us a call because the Ask Stephanie portion of the show is coming up. It's six five one six four one one zero seven one. Give us a call. We'll be right back to take your questions. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are entering the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. If you want to give us a call, if you have any questions, you have any comments, you have any good tips or tricks or some special Mother's Day plans you'd like to share, 651-641-1071. And we do have Molly Herman here, who is a trained chef. So if you are thinking about doing something fancy for brunch, maybe you want to give her a call and ask her opinion about some stuff. So. There you go. It doesn't have to be brunch. Stop pigeonholing stuff. I know. I'm you saying. You talked about this. I'm just saying. It might <laughs> It might have to work like that. Uh, we did have a question come in over the break time. Uh, we had a caller. She was wondering about eggs. She was looking for farm fresh eggs, hopefully trying to get them. Um, she was trying to get them weekly, Hope, or monthly or something. Yeah, either weekly or monthly, locally grown. Locally grown eggs. Okay, so what I did was just to give you guys a hint on some of the times when you're looking for local farms. I just go right to the minnesotagrown.com website and I typed in, you know, eggs. And because uh, <laughs> you're going to Minnesota grown eggs. And I found a place called the Egg Archives. And there's a whole bunch of different places listed that do eggs. And I found one called Muttville Farms. And it's in Shakopee, Minnesota, which is not too far from Bloomington. Kind of a quick one. They are, a chi- they have a, it's a chicken CSA, a community supported egg farm. And they've got eggs and honey and chickens and some vegetables. Um, and so she's, uh, they said they're, they, they're, all their farm products are sold at farmers markets in the Southwest Metro or delivered to your door. There you go. I mean, this is what I love about this. So Fresh Minnesota Grown. Yeah. Minnesota Grown is a great spot to go to look for farm information that you want to know. And of course, I'm just going to give a plug to Common Ground Minnesota again yeah. on the Facebook. If you want to go ask questions about eggs and maybe, you know, ask a farmer a question directly about it. That's that's what they're there for. And that's what I love about them. So Minnesota Grown. So if you have any questions, again, 651-641-1071. I did have a question earlier um, that came that I forgot to put on the grid was that someone was looking for the best food truck for graduation parties. Oh, well, that's a tough question. I know. I thought that was was kind of big. 
Um, but it was, oh, we have an expert caller. We're going to come back to that in a second. We have an expert on the line. Good morning, Miss Reese. Oh, good morning, girl. How are I'm you? My way Hi, Miss Elizabeth. Hi, Molly. I had to uh, call with a question, okay? I think this one will, hopefully you can give me some ideas and some other people some ideas. Okay, so fire away. Planting. We're all uh, going to be planting this weekend. You know, I'm garden obsessed. Yes. So I just want to know, like, off the top of your head, what are your favorite ways to use fresh herbs? Just, like, get us going and get us excited. Okay. Oh. I love it. Well, well, that's easy. Yeah, what's yours, Mal? Sorry. My first one is something that most people don't think about, but chopping them up in your salad, like using it as a green lean. As a green? Griefy lean. Griefy leans? Griefy leans. Leafy greens. Leafy that's greens. what I'm trying to say. Um, but using it as a lettuce with your lettuce or your spinach or your arugula, and it really brightens up the whole salad. And that's the that's a super easy way to use it. I love that. I another for me, obviously we're gonna say cocktails, right? <laughs> Because I'm always about jamming that freshness right into your drink yeah, at the very end. Mint. Yeah, beyond mint, though, Basil. is cilantro. I mean, having yeah. like a nice, having a margarita with a big fat thing of cilantro. And even I had a great, uh, I had a cocktail last night at, at Zenbox Izakaya that had a green or a yellow bell pepper shrub. So it was already kind of veg, vegetal. And then there was a chive in it and a, a cilantro and a yeah. chive. And it was just awesome. What about you, Miss Liz? What are you going to do? Well, I'm always into pestos. I've been learning a lot about, um, we've, we've had a lot of chefs on Twin Cities Live lately that have just been doing like creative pestos, like just different things in pesto and, and the idea of just throwing whatever herbs you have together and making like an all herb pesto seems really fun to me too. But I feel like Herbs are the thing that we always plant, and then you're going, oh, I'm not really using these. Yeah, the other thing, I will say that I use herbs as lettuce on my, instead of like a, on a sandwich. Like when I make yeah. Jake a ham sandwich, mm-hmm. he gets arugula, basil, and chives in there instead of any lettuce. And so that's the green crunch. Yeah. You know? And okay. same I'm concept as the salad. Yeah. And I think one way, if you're wanting to preserve herbs, um, besides the drying and everything, you can make herb oils. It's really easy. Just like sort of blanch the herbs so that they keep their green color and then put them in the oil of your choice and let them steep. You can heat it up if you're trying to um, make the process go a little bit faster and then just strain it and you have, can have parsley oil or chive oil or basil oil That's a good to idea. use with your cooking and on your salads and all that kind of good stuff. That's a good okay, idea. Okay, that too. sounds fabulous. Yeah, I'm going to do that. show sounds so great. Thank uh, you. Well, yay, I'm so glad. Now get out there so that we have something to talk about when the next time you're here in a couple weeks. Yes, I'll be there in a couple weeks. I'm on my way to grill hot dogs at Patio Town in Brooklyn Park. Oh, so, you know, so uh, people can come out and see you? Sling some dogs. Yeah, you can come out and see me. It's a full My Talk Twin Cities live event. So you're welcome to come out and say hello, and I'll give you a free hot dog or a free brat. And I won't give you any fresh herbs, but, you know, we could talk about it. Right. There's always talk. There's always good time to talk. All right, girl. We'll see you later. All right. Bye, girls. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah, go out to Patio Town and get a hot dog from Elizabeth Reese and the gang. I would totally dig that. This today is a great day to be patio shopping for furniture. I have lots of patio furniture needs, but I'm just not ready to commit. I'm not ready to commit. This sounds like the grill situation, too. It is. I have a lot of waffling still in my presence and life. (laughs) I just I'm not ready. I'm just still in process. So that's okay. Um, Back to the graduation food truck situation. I would just say one thing. I know food trucks are hard to get a hold of. They seem to be... Well, some are better at communicating than others. Yes. Just like any other human. I have... Yeah, but I have heard very many stories from people who are frustrated with Hmm. uh, food trucks because it's a business and obviously it's not just like, hey, you didn't call me back. It's 
they hear nothing. Well, and I think that there are certain food trucks that have a catering arm and yeah. you contact that catering person, right? Yes. And then they're the ones that manage the, the relationship. Yeah, yeah, I would say that your best bet, if you are frustrated by the independents who aren't, you know, who haven't reached back out, um, I would say go with the ones that are attached to a bigger organization in mm-hmm. terms of like Hot Indian obviously has a lot of standing. They have, you know, places at the state fair and they've got things at the twin stadium and stuff about to open. Yeah. And then there's, you know, Red River Kitchen as well. Yeah. Those guys are attached to a whole bunch of things. So they're World Street Kitchen. Yeah. World Street Foxy Kitchen. Mm-hmm. Foxy. Who else? Um, I know I just had another one and I lost it. Does Smack Shack still have a truck? No, they don't really send that baby out out anymore. No, I know a lot of the place, and that's really the other part of it is some people were saying most of the places when they get their brick and mortar, they stop the truck. They're done with the truck because truck is trucks are hard. The old truck is parked. You know what I mean? And that's the thing. But I would say also if you do know that there was a truck situation, Mm -hmm. I would call those people and say, "Hey, do you still rent out your truck?" Because just because the truck's on the street doesn't necessarily mean that true. They can still do a private party. That's for sure. And I think pizza is a good option. They, you know, there's some. Uh, like Big River Pizza and Red Wagon Pizza, they bring their oven and set it up yes. for private parties and mm-hmm. then you can have different toppings and so that might be fun for graduation. Um, one other thing that would be really fun that just occurred to me was, you know, Travail started doing catering. Yes, they did. And Bar- I don't know. Barbecue focus? Uh, no, they're just doing catering. Okay. I mean, in a lot of things, but I Kale just, was doing the barbecue. Yeah, Kale has a different barbecue situation, the Minnesota Barbecue Company, which is also a good thing to grab mm-hmm. and set up. But I think having a, the Trevelyans out at your graduation good party Lord. doing crazy things, and a show. that might be what I should book them for Jake's graduation. There that you might go. be You're already should. thinking of Jake's graduation. <laughs> Got four years, you guys. I have to throw an epic party. All right, you guys, thanks for tuning in for the first hour. We'll be right back with all the royal wedding food information you want and patio rundown. We'll be right back.